Okay, we're good. We're hot. We're hot. So just try to lean in so okay. that it's equal. It's going to be a little uncomfortable, but it'll be okay. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure that, yeah. Double. Case file 56, Heidi Broussard. Okay. Why does her name sound so familiar? Well, she, she's not, it's not Heidi Fleiss, the madame. What? You know, the, the girl, the Heidi Fleiss, the, the prostitute um, ring lady. I don't know anything about prostitute ring. She, Heidi Fleiss, like she was the. Heidi Fleiss. Heidi Fleiss. Fleiss High? Oh my God. Even Kid Rock sang about her. She was a lady in Hollywood who had all these call girls and she made a buttload of money. Like you should look her up. I don't think there's any murder around surrounding it, but like she was a madame. She was a madam. Hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm. Modern day madam. Hmm. Yep. What is that? So you sure know a lot about madams. Oh, well, only just because I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, she was doing that in this day and time. It wasn't that long ago, maybe 10 years. Wow, 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You should look it up. It's a good story. Okay. All right. So, we're back. Who are we? Who, who are you? Who are you? I'm Carrie. Are you? Sometimes. Are you, though? I'm Brittany, most of the time. And together we are Lone Star 187, coming at you live. So hi everyone. How's everybody out there in the podcast world doing? I hope everyone's had a chance to go look at our new TikTok. Freaking TikTok and their rules. Yeah, they're assholes. Assholes. But don't ban me again. <laughs> a lot of people get banned on there. I don't even really know what you have to do to get banned. I know there's some kind of shadow banning that happens. I don't know what that is I either. Don't either. I don't I've either. heard of it, but I don't know. Well, apparently, even though uh, unfortunately, we do not get paid to do this. Yeah, this we is strictly hobby. This does not, and it costs us money with and the time. equipment and time. Yeah. Um, they Someone reported our page as a business page, even though it was made as a personal page. So they flagged it, and like they made it so I couldn't log in, but they told me that it's, it's, it's going to be shut down. I could make a business page. Okay. So I made a business TikTok page under the same email address as the old TikTok. And, you know, the TikToks go by one email. Mm-hmm. Well, because they... <gasps> Am I boring they... you? <laughs> because they deleted or discontinued our previous one, I was able to make a new one. But you can still search and find our old one, which is very frustrating. So can you watch the videos from the old yeah. one? Okay, it's just you can't add any new content to and it. And I can't delete the content. And I can't do it. I can't because log Because they own it. They own it. Yeah, I can't go in there. So, hope we put some new content on there. It's fun. Good job, sister, on the content. It's so much fun. Good job on your so social media director position. Thank you. do very you. well. Thank you. I'd like a raise. Yeah. From All zero right. to a penny. <laughs> so, that's enough of the business. Okay, so I believe so. Where where are we going this week? How far back do we need to go? Well, we're not going to go back far back in time, but we're going to go to Austin, our okay. state's capital. Okay. And um, you're the home of University of Texas. Mm -hmm. So we're going to Austin, and we're going to Thursday. I'm sorry about the state, but it's Thursday, 
December 12th of 2019. Oh. I know. It's a day that our family hates, but yeah. um, it's a sad day for this family as well. So we have 33-year-old Heidi Broussard and her two-week-old baby Margot Broussard. Okay. Her two-week-old baby, Margot, And they are currently living with her fiancé, Shane, and um, their other son together, Silas. They live together, they live together in an apartment in Austin. And Heidi and Shane wake up like any other day. They get up together. She takes care of Margot. She gets Silas up, gets him ready for school. He's six. She gets him up, gets him ready for school. Um, the couple get ready together like they do every day, yeah. brush their teeth together, get dressed together, and Shane heads off to work, and um, Heidi gets Silas in the car, Margo in the car, and she takes Silas to school around 8 a.m. So she goes, she does that. So Shane returns home uh, early afternoon, and Margo and Heidi are not there. And he's like, oh, she, I think she said she was going to meet up with a friend, so no big deal, she'll be home later. So it's coming close time for Silas to be picked up and he goes outside and realizes that Heidi's car's there, but she's not. And he's like, Oh, he didn't realize her car was there. He didn't there realize initially. when he first got there. But when he looked out there, he's like, wait, her car's here. Like, did she go for a walk? All, like, so he goes out to her car and he sees in her car is her purse. Hmm. And he's like, something doesn't seem right. Well, maybe she took the baby in the stroller for a walk. Cause her diaper bag's here. So she didn't go far. So he goes ahead and le- goes ahead and leaves. And goes to pick up Silas from school. And he's like, probably by the time I get home, her and her and Margo will be back. So he gets back to the house and Heidi and Margo are still not home. So at this point, he becomes worried because he said, you know, this she's not gone this long, especially without Margo stuff in her purse. Mm-hmm. So something's not right. So he reaches out to some of her friends to see if maybe they'd heard from her, if they had seen her. Um, if there were any, there's no activity on her social media there's no he's texting her calling her nothing so one of her good friends rebecca um shane calls her and tells her the situation and stated you know her car's here in the parking lot it's unlocked her purse is here and all of margo's things are here so rebecca became really worried and was like trying to rationalize it you know she's yeah. like, maybe she went for a walk did you check the strollers there you know check for this and check for that so by this time it's dark and it's around 7 p.m so Silas is asking, where's my mom? Oh, you so know? he went and picked him up from school? Yeah. Okay. But when he comes back, that's when he realizes, like, she's still not back. Okay. And she would be saying, like, who's picking up Silas? If she was somewhere, right. she would make sure somebody mm-hmm. was picking up Silas. She wouldn't just disappear. Yeah. So um, Heidi worked at one of our favorite restaurants, the Cracker Barrel. And her coworker and friend, Rachel West, gets a call from Shane. And he tells her the situation. And she's like, well, she didn't work today. I haven't seen her. Um, you know, this just doesn't doesn't seem right. So she's calling her and she's texting her. And then across the street from their apartment, there was a strip center with like a bunch of little um, restaurants and just little shops. So Rachel's like, maybe they went for a walk over here. Maybe because she didn't have her phone. Maybe something happened. So mm-hmm. she walks up and down the strip center and she still can't find her. Um, then there was an HEB, which she liked to go to. And it was close enough that she could walk. So she thought maybe she got here in the store and... Maybe something happened. So let me do, maybe they've seen her. So right. she goes to AGB. They still, nothing. So Rachel decides to go to Heidi and Shane's apartment. So she gets there and she meets Shane and he's just really upset. And he's like, let's call her mom, Tammy. 
and let her know the situation because maybe she's with her. Well, I was going to say, they should have called the mom earlier in the day to see if maybe she was with her mom. Yeah, maybe so. Um, so they call Heidi's mom, Tammy, and told her, you know, I think she's missing. This is what's going on. And Tammy, at first, um, so uh, let me set my information. There's an uh, episode on Dateline NBC called um, Abducted. And it aired in August. And that's where I got most of the information. And then I got some from the Fort Worth Telegram. Okay. So in the documentary, Tammy's like, I wasn't really worried at first because I knew she would turn up. And I knew she would never just up and leave Silas. Silas and her had a bit, they were together just them two for six years mm-hmm. until she had Margot. So she was very close to him. So she's like, I just know she was going to come back. There was a reason why she was gone. So her mom and her stepdad lived in Louisiana, where she was from. Um, Heidi's from Lake Charles, Louisiana. So they become worried um, as the hours pass into night. So they go ahead and drive from Louisiana to be with Shane. Mm -hmm. And the next day, next morning, Shane files a missing person report with the police. And, of course, there's no sign for her. Friends and family are becoming very worried, um, very determined to find her. Um, very determined to try and find out where she is, what answers they had. They knew she, you know, she would just never disappear. Um, yeah, she was from Lake Charles, Louisiana. She was an only child, and she was very avid in, in church. Uh, some of her friends in the documentary said, you know, through high school and college, when I would stray from God, she was the person that would always bring me back. Okay. She, I could call her, and she never judged me. She always loved me and accepted me. And I just always felt closer to God when I was with her. So she just had, I'm not going to say, like, she lit up her room. That's what everybody says. Don't say that about me. <laughs> Don't me I either. Do not light up a fucking room. No, say I'm an awful person. Don't say that I'm nice. Nice people go, nice people disappear. So um, her friends are, you know, they just said she was great. So Heidi met Shane, her fiance, while she was working at a casino in Louisiana six years ago. They dated for a short time, and she was surprised to find out she was pregnant with Silas. But they decided to stay together, and then recently she had gotten pregnant with um, the baby girl, Margo. So Tammy, her mom, uh, she knew at this point, she's like, you know, some I knew somebody had to have her. Because somebody would have to keep her from being with her kids. Yeah. Most moms are like that. Like, yeah. You're gonna she was have not to... an absent mom. Yeah. She was always there. You know, she was a very involved mother. So... Especially with Heidi and Margo both missing. Yeah. You know? Because so if she things. doesn't have her diaper bag, that means she can't change her diaper. She doesn't she, have her purse, she doesn't have her phone, so she can't call anybody. Nobody can tell where she is. But she's not an absent mom, like you said. She's, she's not just going to roll out with half-assed stuff for her baby and not let her son know where she's at. No. So, her closest friends start using social media to get information out about Heidi. They're posting her picture, asking if anybody's seen her in the area, um, pi- uh, pictures of Margot, um, and, and she's a baby, but you can still tell if it's the same baby, you know, see if maybe they've seen him. So uh, her friends in the Austin area decided to go searching in the, in the parks. They're like, if that is, we don't want to find him. I'd rather find her and get her where she needs to be. And get closure and move on mm-hmm. uh, for Silas and for Shane and for Tammy than for us to not know. We'll just sit there and wonder and let wait for somebody else to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So her three closest friends were Megan, Destiny, and Rachel. So um, and then and also her friend her friend Rebecca, but the three Rachel, Destiny, and Megan. So Megan lived in Houston. 
Destiny was one of her friends in the area, and then Rachel's the one she worked with at Cracker Barrel. So those three decide to start a group chat. And they're like, this way we can update Megan, who's in Houston, who doesn't really know what's going on here. We can update her with what's going on in one text, and maybe we can bounce ideas off each other. So they have this group text, and so they use it to update each other with information and... What they've done and what the other's done, so yes. there's not duplication. And if one person gets information, they can give it, and they're not having to text a bunch of people. So this group chat becomes very handy to make sure that they're on top of anything that's going on. So five days later, after she goes missing, they, the Austin police do a, they have a press conference where they basically say, like, we have no leads. Hmm. We don't know. Like That's bad. We see nothing on surveillance. We see, like, she's literally disappeared Mm -hmm. we we don't know and her parents get on the news or her mom and stepdad get on the news and of course beg for yeah bring her back anything or if she can hear you you know just something right so of course like social media does they start pointing fingers at the fiance because unfortunately that's usually where i mean it's not his fault that it happens a lot but i mean that's has he been questioned by the cops and yeah you know i mean it's I mean, he was, of course, the first one to be investigated. He was the last person to see her besides Silas because he dropped, she dropped him at school. But Shane was at work, and that's mm-hmm. a solid alibi. But, again... Was there footage of her dropping him off at school? Clearly, yeah, he well, made yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So and she then, dropped him and off and then went back, back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Somebody followed her from the school? So there's another podcast called Crime Podcast um, called Jay is for Justice. Jay is for Justice Crime Podcast. And while... Heidi goes missing, they decide to cover the case. So I believe they have, like, a YouTube channel like we do, but they go live. So they're kind of, like, discussing it in live time versus, like, we do. So they start, They chose this case because they felt it was identical to the Chris Watts case. It's very similar. Very similar. And they feel that his actions in some of the interviews on TV were similar to Chris Watts. Oh, he wasn't and upset or anything? or I didn't see the similarity in, in the interviews. From the documentary when they showed the police footage, mm-hmm. I mean, he was more visually upset, and because he, he kept saying, "He's like, I'm just so lost. Like, she did everything. She got groceries. She took care of Silas. She took care of Margo. Like, I don't." But if he was at work and she dropped the kid off at school, then that kind of that kind of blows it. It, it that's where the similarities stop because mm-hmm. Chris Watts, his his wife didn't do anything that morning mm-hmm. with the kids. Right. And there was a lot of weird activity the night before with him and his truck and the yeah. garage and all that. Exactly. So it was really easy to believe that. But with this case, it doesn't look like that so no. far. Now, I, I'm still, I think I remember this case, but I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, so that's why they chose it. So after they uploaded the episode, many listeners started to chat and they felt and they agreed like the fiance had to have something to do with it. But of course, you go back again to motive, mm-hmm. like maybe he didn't want another baby. Maybe that was just too much for him, you know? Um, so they're they're finding all this stuff. Well, of course, they ask her friends, um, and her friends are very honest. They're like, yeah, they had a rocky relationship. There were times that they separated, but they always found their way back together. And it wasn't, it wasn't ever abusive, but they would just have their differences, and they would separate for a couple months, and they'd get back together, and they'd be better than ever. But since they found out they were having Margot and how excited Silas was, and in the proposal, like, they've just been happier than ever. So they did not feel, her friends did not feel that he would have had something to do with it. 
Um, but I was like, good job to her friends. Yeah. For being honest. You yeah. Know, and not saying, oh, they had a perfect relationship. Which we all know is a lie. All of us, That's yeah. not the truth for any relationship. So this is where it gets crazy. Okay. Okay. So while, um, while Jay for Justice is doing another live podcast, while they're on it, well, while they're alive, right? So they, this is a separate live than the one that they right. were talking about this case? They're still talking about this case. Okay. They initially talked about the disappearance of her and like she's missing. And then they do another one. So this is the still still the same episode, but they've moved on to another story. No, same story, different episode. So they're, they're still talking about Heidi Broussard being missing, but they go live again on a different oh, day. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. okay. So they're still a discussing different day. her. Yeah. Okay. So they're kind of talking about... So not about the same day, different day. Different day. Got it. So this is um, almost a week later from whenever she went missing and a couple of days after their first discussion of her. So we're at 12-19. So the first time they went live, she had been gone for five days. Correct. And now it's another, just another couple of days? A couple of days, yeah. Now it's been seven days. It's been a week okay. since she's been gone. Okay. So they do another one to bring one of her friends on the podcast with them. They one of the out. three girls? Mm-hmm. To discuss, I believe it was Destiny. Destiny or Rachel, I don't remember for sure. But one of them. So they're talking, and during the interview, one of the girls that's doing the podcast, one of the podcast DDs, right? Mm-hmm. Podcasters. One of the podcasters. Gets a text that there is breaking news of a raid at a house in Houston, Texas for a missing person in Austin. Okay. I do remember this then. Yep. And so the podcasters are asking their listeners like, hey, can you do some sleuthing we, for me? Yep. Can you look up this home? This is where it's at. So they go and pull it up and the home belonged to... Um, a hold on. So they find the home, and one of the listeners starts to research, and they find a baby registry in conjunction with the home of the names Megan Humphrey and Christopher Green. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Well, this is very weird. Who is this?" Well, Megan, the girl. So when they hear that name, her friend that's on the live is like, "Hold on a second, Megan." Is Heidi's friend. Is one of Heidi's friends since they were teens. Mm-hmm. And they were had due dates just days apart. And when Heidi had Margot, Megan drove to the hospital to yep. be there with her whenever uh, she had the baby. Mm-hmm. That's what friends do. Right? So she was active in searching for Heidi. She's been part of this group chat. And she seemed upset just like everybody else. So why are they at her house? Like, is she hiding out there? Are her and Margot there? And maybe she didn't want to go back to Shane and that's... Maybe why this she is would happening. still wouldn't do that to her son, though. right? Like it just—they're just, they're just trying, they're trying to like process all of this. Um, and Megan had reached out to Tammy, her mom and her husband, and Tammy said in the interview, she said, "You know, whenever I heard they were at Megan's house, she said I just spoke to Megan a few days ago, and I told her that." Are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of your new baby? Because you can't put all of this aside. You can't put that aside aside for, for, you know, you aside for trying to find Heidi. You know, you have a bundle of, you have a new baby and you're trying to take care of yourself. And so whenever they are at the house, they do the raid inside the trunk of Megan's car. They find Heidi's body found in a duffel bag in the, in the trunk 
where she had been strangled with a dog leash. Mm. And they show they, they show scenes from the reporters. They show this they show this bundle being taken from the house, and it was baby Margot, so she was fine. So this is being shown on the podcast, or this is just footage of what happened in the aftermath. This is footage. So when they go breaking news, the podcasters pull it up, of course, on the TV. So they're watching so they're it. So it's this, kind of like so they're watching it and also reporting it from their podcast. So yes. they've got their podcast room pointing at the TV. Yeah. So it's all yeah. happening live, right. real time. So they see. Man, that I bet they, that got them a shitload of listeners. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so of course they see that Margot's coming out. She looks okay. So detectives call Tammy, her mom. And they tell her Margot's okay and she's safe, but unfortunately, this is what's happened, right? So Megan is arrested for tampering with a body and aggravated kidnapping. And she was under arrest under her last name, Firamuska. Wait, tampering with a body and kidnapping? Mm-hmm. She didn't get murder? No, because there's no, there's no, they, all they know for sure, all they can prove right now is that she messed with the body, but they don't know who killed her. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she's arrested. So in her arrest warrant affidavit, the evidence that led them to her was that she told her ex-boyfriend that she being Megan, Mm -hmm. told her ex-boyfriend she gave birth to a baby and it was his, even though they had broken up months prior. She said she delivered the baby on December the 12th in Houston, which is the day that Heidi went missing, but her cell phone pinged in Heidi's apartment complex Mm. in Austin. That day. Security cameras showed Heidi going to a car with Margot. Wait. Security cameras showed Heidi walking up to a car with Margot, getting into the car, and the car driving off. So, Megan showed up at Heidi's house after she dropped off Silas and said, hey, get in the car, and they left. Mm -hmm. But, so, you said the boyfriend was suspicious because... So, um, so, so when questioning the ex-boyfriend, Christopher Green, which is the one that had the baby registry, he was at a Target purchasing baby clothes and formula. And when detectives approached him with a picture of Heidi's baby, Margot, he said, that's the baby that's at my house. Okay. Okay. And a few weeks prior to Margot's birth, her computer showed that she, um, Googled Megan, she Googled Heidi's name 162 times. Why? Maybe trying to get records. I don't know. So, of course, her That's friends... creepy. So, of course, her friends are like... This bitch. Like, totally so upset, you of know? Of course. Like, and the one girl I felt... Um, her name was Becca. Rebecca. I felt really bad for her. She was like, you know, I just thought, why would you take someone so perfect from this world? And why would you destroy the lives of two innocent children? And, I mean, I don't, I don't even understand doing that to a complete stranger... But doing that to one of your someone that's supposed to be your best friend, mm-hmm. I feel like that's crossing a line that you don't want to cross. No, and you taking really... a baby is already bad enough as oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. she wasn't pregnant at all. Did she fake her pregnancy or did she lose her baby? Well, um, hold on. Okay. So Megan was charged with capital murder of Heidi because she refused, of course, to speak about it. So on December twenty eighth, Heidi was laid to rest in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And this was, this choked me up when I was listening to it. Um, but her friend Rachel, the one she worked with, said that Margot cried almost the whole time that they had the service. And the pastor, they were trying to calm her down. He said, no, let her cry. That is a beautiful sound that she's okay 
and maybe she can feel her mother. So let her cry. It's a beautiful sound. Let her cry. Oh my gosh. And so that that made them, you know. Yeah. They felt like that it was meant to be, right? So the friends were like, you know, <clears throat> they asked Tammy, um, Heidi's mom. They were like, you know, so did you ever feel anything weird about Megan? And Margo's Tammy, her mom said, you know, it was really weird when we were at the hospital whenever Heidi had Margot because she would take Margot out of anyone's arms if they held her for very long. She, uh, Tammy said that at one point, I'm sure you can imagine what dad would say, um, Megan walked up to the grandfather, Heidi's dad, and took the baby out of his arms. Oh, shit. And, <laughs> And Rachel, who's the girl she worked with, was like, oh, and, and that was Pop-Pop. You didn't mess with Pop-Pop's baby. So he was very upset. I don't blame him. Who does that girl think no. she is? And, and how did, was Heidi there? How did she, re- of course I she mean, was in the hospital. They didn't say if Heidi saw or reacted, but Tammy's like, we thought it was odd that she came all the way up here for the birth. So they feel looking back, like maybe that was her first opportunity. That and she, she chickened gonna, out. And she just didn't have the opportunity to do so. I mean, taking a baby from a hospital would be really dumb. But it's even more scary that she went... It was way premeditated. Very much. And she went on the fact that her friend trusted her and used that against her mm-hmm. to take her. And so I wonder what she said to her in the car to get her to get in without getting anything. Clearly, she didn't expect that she would be gone so long or end up dead, obviously. Because yeah. it's someone she trusted. But it makes you wonder what she said for her to get in the car without getting a diaper bag or her phone or anything. Well, it's cold outside. Right, it's December. Okay, and I know it's not cold like snowing, but it's it's Texas, so it's still cold. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she. Well, I'll get to that. Hold on. So, in her affidavit, in the arrest warrant affidavit that they wrote for capital murder that they charged her with, they said that she suffered from maternal desire, which is when a woman takes children from their mothers, whether it's a woman that's lost a child or unable to have a child, mm-hmm. where that want takes over their mind and yep. they're determined to get a child. Yeah, because we've, I've, I don't know that we've covered a story like this before, but I know I've listened to them on Sword and Scale. Mm-hmm. There's also one on I Survived where a woman actually almost gets killed, but she ends up surviving because she finally gets away. Well, I think it was Savannah like a bait and switch kind of thing where she was, um, somehow oh she called her they they had the same she pretended like they had the same due date she said i got your packages and i think you got mine or i got some amazon packages and i think they're yours so she talked her into going over there even though the husband was like it just sounds weird to me don't go she went anyway and she almost lost her life and her baby's life well there was one i think savannah was telling us about where a girl answered a craigslist ad mm-hmm. for baby items and they cut the baby out of her yes like that is I mean, thank God. So I was it's able a real have, thing. Yeah, and I mean, I was we were we were fertile. We were easy to have kids, mm-hmm. but I still couldn't do that because you don't just affect the mother, right? Like you affect that baby. That this baby will never know her mother. And to assume that you're going to be able to do a better job at being that little baby's mother than the actual mother is pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, very much. So. I don't know who. And did she ever think that, like, as Margot grew up, looking just because I'll show you pictures, she looks just like her brother. Like, and how you are you not, gonna and like and she looks Hispanic, and this baby so Megan so, so Heidi and her fiance were both white, 
and Megan looks Hispanic. She's more olive skin. Like, were you really going to pass this child off as your own? You and your boyfriend both are Hispanic. You're going to have a white baby? Come on. Right. Two browns Maybe she don't was just going to tell her boyfriend that she cheated or something. I mean, it would have come out eventually with DNA or mm-hmm. something. I think the boyfriend might have been suspicious, right? Yeah. So one different thing that we don't normally do is usually when we cover a story, it's all the way complete. Well, fucking COVID. She hasn't had her trial oh, yet. Oh, son of a bitch. So she's but still in jail? She's still in jail. But I thought this would be a great way to cover the ending on a live. Okay. Whenever Perfect. We, whenever she goes to trial. Great idea. But in March of 2021, her trial was delayed. But also, she's doing some shady shit. She's of changed she is. her attorney three times. Right. Because they don't. They, she probably doesn't like what they say. Well, You're going down, girl. I don't think. I think she's just delaying. Oh, she's not doing it because she no. disagrees with her attorney. Because she hasn't admitted any guilt. She won't even t- when they, Well, even she if she won't doesn't say admit anything it. to anyone. But if even if she doesn't admit it, if they're able to prove she killed her, if they've got evidence on her, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter if she no. talks or not. How do you explain your best friend's body in the trunk of your car and you're gladly caring for her newborn baby? Well, there's that and they they must have physical evidence tying oh, her sure. to the murder. Well, the dog leash that's around her well, I don't know if it was around her neck when they found her, but it was she was it was used was Megan's dog. Well, if they're trying to convict her of capital murder, they have enough evidence to prove that she did it. So whether or not she talks, that bitch is still gonna stay in jail. So she's waiting to face trial for third degree kidnapping and capital murder. Yeah. That's that's So she is where she needs to be. Yeah. But the other thing is is that her friend said that before so when they, whenever she found out, she being Heidi, when she found out she was pregnant, she decided to have one last, like, girls trip in the summer when she found out she was pregnant. And Megan and all her friends went tubing. And there's a picture of them at the lake. And there's a picture of her and Megan. And Megan told her she was also pregnant. So on that trip together. That's when it was, that was, you that, think that's think when that's her when idea. she was like, ping, I'll say I'm pregnant too. I'll just take her baby in, in December. Did could Megan not get pregnant? I don't know. She didn't have any other kids. She didn't have any kids? No. I think she was trying to keep her boyfriend. I think she thought... Because clearly a baby she was... was trying to keep, trap him? Yeah. Clearly clearly a baby was going to make him stay. So when all, she I actually, hope it was fucking worth it. I hope he's that got what, that good of a like, dick for this. For like two days of being a family. Yeah. And I was like... I bet the guy was like, motherfucker, I just spent $100 on Pampers. I'm never going to get back. Poor guy. You know? Like, I've been duped. Like, I thought my life was over. But then he's probably like, yeah. Woohoo! That bitch is behind bars. No daddy here. So, yeah, I hate that I don't have a complete end of story, but it's obvious that she did it. It's not like we're, it's not like it's unsolved. It's clearly her. And she's going to go down. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have to talk. If they have evidence, she doesn't have to confess. And when they showed pictures of, like, her mugshot, and you see pictures of her at the lake, she looks like two different people. And even her friends were like, that's her? Like, what do you that mean? Even, so, like, all like, of that evil inside her yeah, affected how show, she looked? I'll show you. Okay. She looks, like, evil. So, maybe she really does feel bad then, and she just doesn't know how to deal with it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> usually people like that, it doesn't, it doesn't affect them in that way. You know what I'm saying? I think you're either evil or you aren't. I think the evil, I think nine months or probably six, seven months. I think she found out when she was three months along. Because, which makes sense because they went in the summer, which would have been June or July to the lake. And she wasn't showing really yet. She was still a new pregnancy. 
And she gave birth in December, which would have been, so she probably was a couple months along. And so you look at Megan and there with Heidi and she's happy. She's got glow to her. And then you see her after she's had this baby with her, which you think she'd be ecstatic even though she's being arrested. She finally got what she wanted. She had a baby of her own for at least a week, you know, a whole week to yourself, a baby. Mm -hmm. She looks like pure evil. And I, I feel like that was six months of premeditation that she knew what she had to do to get what she wanted. And I think it just overtook her. Mm. It's creepy. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, So her friends feel, they asked uh, two of her friends and her mom. And she's like, oh, I bet she probably just called her and probably said, hey, I'm swinging through Houston. I'm just going to come by. I want to see Margot, And, you know, just come by. And I'm just going to pull in. She probably just pulled in the parking lot. And it's cold outside. So she probably thought nothing of it. I'll just get in, show her the baby for a little bit, and I'll go back inside. Oh, she didn't even think they were going to drive off. She probably no. just thought they were going to sit in the car in yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. Did they live in an apartment or a house? Heidi lived in an apartment. Okay, so mm-hmm. it was the parking lot so of the, the apartment. The parking lot is what they see her getting in the car and leaving. So that's then, the footage that they see. But they can't see who she's getting in the car with, just mm-hmm. that she's getting in a car. Mm-hmm. What a dumbass. Yep. Yeah. and Shane, her, I think his name is Shane. I Poor guy. Shane. So did people apologize for him for, I guess he, I hope they did. it's not really yeah, his Shane, fault though. Shane carries his name. It's not his fault and that she's usually so, men do it. She's so cute. She's uh, well, almost two now. But in the documentary, I think it had been, she'd been, she was a little over one. She was walking before one. And I mean, it's just, and it's just sad. She'll never know how, I mean, it was really sweet to hear her friends. They were like, it's, I have kids of my own, but it is my legacy of life. To make sure that those kids never forget who their mother yeah, was and the kind of person shows. she was. Yeah. It is my life's duty to make sure mm-hmm. that Margot and Silas know who their mother was. And she's beautiful. Beautiful. So, rest in peace, Heidi. Rest in peace, Heidi. Sorry. So sad. Sorry, your friend is a piece of shit. But, you know, she's in prison and she, she's going to get what's coming to her. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just glad that she didn't disappear. I mean, I'm glad she was a dumb criminal mm-hmm. in that... I mean, can you imagine? She just left her in the trunk of the car. I don't know how long. Maybe she that's why she was ugly. Maybe because I mean, she maybe had was to eating at her. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was saying yeah. earlier. Is that maybe what she had to do? What maybe it was harder than she thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. and living with that got to her. Mm-hmm. And because she didn't run, like you said, she didn't go anywhere. No. And, and was she just going to leave Heidi in the trunk and definitely like and what like, was her plan? You know, she would. She would. Heidi had to have been dead that whole week because she was not going to just let her have her baby mm-hmm. or not run away. So she would have had to have killed her that day. So she'd been sitting there the whole week mm-hmm. just in your trunk. Like you leave your bottled water. And so <laughs> how know? again? And I know you said this, but I'm trying to. So what what tipped them off again? How did the cops get tipped off that it was her? Did they were already questioning the boyfriend? Um, so, of course, you know, they always look inside first. And when they were investigating her friends, because even her friend Rachel, which is her coworker at Cracker Barrel, said that for two days in a row, they called me to the station. And she said, I answered all their questions. I was very helpful. And she said a couple points they kept saying, are you sure you didn't do anything to cause Heidi's disappearance? Mm-hmm. And she said, I told them, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't have anything to do with it. She said, I took a polygraph. I did everything they asked me to. And by the second day, they're like, okay, well, you clearly have passed our test. And she's like, it's okay, whatever you need me to do. Yeah. So I think, th- I, I'm pretty sure Megan was probably not as welcoming with information. 
So they probably looked more into her. So that's when they went out to the ex-boyfriend. Okay. And when they reached out to the ex-boyfriend and showed him a picture of Margot, well, they followed him first and they saw him buying baby supplies at Target. And they're like, what is he doing? Because they had no record of her being pregnant or giving birth. Okay. Okay. And there were no, she, she all of a sudden told him she had a baby, but there was, I mean, all this stuff's on her social media, but there's nothing about, there's no pregnancy pictures. You know, and, like, when I was pregnant, I would show pictures of my belly. Mm-hmm. I showed, like, and, you know, you get texts from Savannah every week. Mm-hmm. He's this big now. No. He's this big now, you know? Yeah. So when you're pregnant, you're excited. You want to yeah. share it with the world. Yep. Agreed, agreed, agreed. <laughs> 25-week bump. She looks so cute. Look. It's getting round. Getting round. So, yes. So, good story. Good okay. story. Good one. So. Do we want to wrap up and then you yeah. can show me pictures? Okay. So, rest in peace, Heidi Broussard. Rest in peace, Heidi Broussard. I hope this bitch gets what she deserves. She will. Trust me. I I and trust in the karma. I hope Margot has the best life. Me too. So Have fun, little Margot. Yes. And to her son, Silas, as yeah. well. We're sorry for your loss. So thanks for all the follows and the shares and any new listeners we have. Welcome to the shit show. And if you have any questions, send us a message. Yes. We don't get to it right away. We will get to it. We do not ignore them. We will get back with you. Yes. And um, until next time. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. It's a wrap.